It's good to see you guys as always. We are going to be in Philippians again tonight, Philippians chapter 2. We're going to finish the chapter right on out, Lord willing. It has been a good week this week. It has been a beautiful week. And we are going to read some good scripture tonight. I think it's good scripture. It's all good scripture. But I think this is good. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 19 and we're going to finish out the chapter. We're going to read about Epaphroditus. I think that's right, but don't hold me to that. I could be mistaken. That's right. Epaphroditus. That sounds way better. Thank you. That's why, that's why he's our Sunday school teacher. Boy, look, I've been pronouncing that like 17 different ways today, trying to see which one sounded right, and I never once said it, Epaphroditus, so there you go. All right, we're going to pray, and we're going to dig into the text. God, we come to you tonight, and we thank you that we can talk about Epaphroditus, even though that he may not be somebody that we know much of. We're going to hear about him tonight, dear Lord, and his heart for you, and we just thank you, God. We thank you that we can come in here and smile, and what a joy it is to be in fellowship, dear Lord. And we thank you for that gift that you allow us to have the privilege to come into fellowship with one another uh, to worship you, dear Lord, all for your glory. So I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us tonight in a mighty way. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I may be encouraged when I hear news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interest. All seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. So we've already seen earlier in the book that Paul has already uh, shared his desire and his love for the people of Philippi. And Paul himself wasn't worried about his own interest. And his concern for the people was that he didn't just want to send anybody to him. He was sending his choicest. He was, he was sending one he was picked. That is Timothy. Now we read about Timothy uh, later on in the Bible. But Paul was going to send a Timothy, one that was trustworthy, one who was not full of himself, but one who put others' needs first. He wasn't a selfish man. So we see that in our Savior Jesus Christ. We see Paul following that example, and we see that Paul has taught Timothy to follow that example. And while Paul is imprisoned, he is uh, stating to the people of Philippi that he has the desire to send one to them that is not going to be selfish, but one that is going to look after their needs. <clears throat> but you know he has his proven character because... He has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. So this was somebody, obviously, that, that they had known. Maybe they had knowledge of Timothy. They had saw uh, how he lived. They had saw that he was a, a man of God. And so Paul states that here. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am convinced in the Lord that I myself will also come quickly. But I consider it necessary to send you... Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need. Since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was sick. So, excuse me, indeed he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only him, but also on me, so that I would not have 
one grief on top of another. For this reason, I am very eager to send him so that you may rejoice when you see him again, and I may be less anxious. Therefore, welcome him in, excuse me, therefore, welcome him in the Lord with all joy, and hold men like him in honor, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. Now, just in these few verses, and, and, and really all throughout the book of Philippians up to this point that we've read, what we see is genuine relationships. We see people who genuinely care about one another. We see that Paul is genuinely concerned with the people of Philippi. We see that the people of Philippi deeply love Paul so much that they are sending him some kind of assistance, some kind of help along his journey, along his ministry. We see that Paul holds Timothy in great respect, that there is a great love there, that he desires to send a trustworthy one to the people of Philippi that he loves. We see with Epaphroditus that, that Epaphroditus has helped Paul along the journey. We see that later on in the book, toward the end of the book, that the Philippians had sent him to bring some goods to Paul, some things that were going to help him in his ministry. And so it appears as though Epaphroditus along the way had brought some stuff to Paul, but it faced some, some difficulties, almost, uh, almost dying, it says. He had almost come to death. Now, maybe that was through some kind of illness. Maybe that was through persecution. But whatever it was, Paul was saying, look, when this guy returns back to you, you need to treat him with honor because he has given everything for the Lord. He has given everything. And I got to thinking about kind of some of these different characters that we've seen so far in, this, in, this, in the book of Philippians. We've seen Paul, we've seen the people of Philippi, and we've seen Epaphroditus tonight. And all of which had different, different roles that they played in the ministry of God. And I was thinking, you know, there's somebody in that role, I think, that probably applies to each one of us and what we've seen so far. You had, in this role, you had the people of Philippi. Those were the ones who were giving. Those were the ones who were giving what was necessary for the ministry of God to take place. And sometimes God gives us the opportunity. God calls all of us to different roles and different things that we can do for his kingdom. For some of us, maybe God sometimes calls us as individuals and definitely as a church to be givers. Perhaps God puts opportunities in our path that we can give something that will be helpful to somebody along the way. Maybe it's money, maybe it's good, maybe it's a prayer, maybe it's a Bible, maybe it's a million different things it could be. I saw this the first trip we went to Haiti and the second trip as well. But I remember just the other day I was talking to Michelle. There was a lady at the BP. She heard that we were going to Haiti to, a, to an orphanage. And she said, hey, I make these little dresses. Can I make some dresses? And she made like a hundred little dresses. And we sent them and took them to the girls in the orphanage. That's just one of many examples. I've seen those same type of things right here in this church. Sometimes God calls us to be those who give. Sometimes God calls us to be like Epaphroditus. Sometimes God calls us to be the ones who take. We can't all give, but maybe some of us can take. Sometimes God uh, has to get things from one place to another. Praise the Lord. I had the privilege to get to go to Haiti, and some of you guys did, and Brother Sonny did the last time we went. And it's a privilege to be able to take those things that everybody gave and to be able to take those for the glory of God and tell people that God loves them and give them a little dress to wear. Give them some medical supplies. Give them a little snack to eat. 
Give them a coloring sheet to color. And it's all because people gave, but there has to be somebody to take. And so here we see Epaphroditus was the one who took what the Philippians gave for the ministry of the gospel, and he took it to where it needed to be. And it may be that God is calling some of you to take. God calls people to do that. He doesn't call everybody to do that. But sometimes God puts a special place in people's heart to fulfill his ministry. Sometimes God just you, you just can't get away with whatever God put in your heart to do. And maybe for some of you it's takers and maybe it's not. We see Paul. Paul is the goer. Paul is the one who is going out and doing the work. Sometimes God calls some people to go out and do the work. Sometimes he calls us to go out and do the work. That doesn't mean that we all have to go to another country. It may just mean getting in our car on a Saturday morning and going and visiting with our neighbors. Sometimes God calls us to be goers to do the work. You see that sometimes with missionaries. It takes a special person. It takes a special calling in somebody's heart to go to these places to minister to these people that sometimes we see missionaries do. And it's something that when God calls you to go and when God calls you to do something, you just cannot escape it. No matter how much you want to, you just can't. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, when I felt God calling me to the ministry, boy, I wanted to escape it. I tried. I couldn't get away from it because the Holy Spirit was right there tugging. It was just there. No matter how much the worldly part of me said, oh, it's too hard. You don't make any money. It's a difficult thing. You don't want to be a preacher. All these things that come to your mind, the Holy Spirit was still there. And he who was in me was greater than he who was in the world. All those temptations of the world that the devil would put, I couldn't escape that. I think you see that same kind of uh, conviction for missionaries. They just, uh, they have a heart for people. When I went to seminary in California, there were a lot of missionaries there, a lot of, lot of whom had been in the field for three or four years. They had come home, and they were going to go back as soon as they got through with school. And they longed to be there with those people. They had a heart for those people. They went to all different kind of countries, to all different kind of people groups. Some, uh, some were from Thailand, some of the missionaries that I, that I went to school with. They had been serving in Thailand. Some had been serving in China. Uh, some had been serving in Africa, from all over the place. And every one of them, they said, I'm ready to get back and see my friends. My next-door neighbor, he was such a good guy. He had such a heart for those people. It said he just, he just bawled his eyes out. He didn't want to leave. It just broke his heart. He could not wait to go. And he, as soon as he got through school, he's back over there. I get emails from him all the time doing great. He and his wife have had two kids since they've been on the field. Their heart just goes out for people. And God calls certain people to do that. And praise the Lord for those people. He doesn't call all of us to do it. And we may not all have the opportunity and the ability to go, but we do all have something we can do. Maybe God is calling us to give, like the church of Philippi did. Maybe God is calling some of us to take, maybe not long term, but maybe there's an area where we can take and contribute to the ministry that God has provided for somebody else to do in some other place. And so let us seek the Lord and ask Him what He has for us in our life. And maybe it's something other than these three things we even talked about. But whatever it may be, God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Let us be obedient to whatever God calls us to do. And when we are, we will, th we will see God thrive, just like we did here in the church of Philippi. We will see relationships form, deep relationships, where we care about one another, where we care about other people, where we aren't selfish, but our main goal is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ so that God can get the glory. Let's pray. 
God, I thank you for this awesome text tonight and just for the, the love that we see uh, between these people and, and Philippians. God, give us that heart of love. Give me that heart of love, dear Lord, because, God, I am selfish. It is so easy for me to just think about myself, but I pray that you would break my heart, that I would seek uh, to serve others first, dear Lord, that I would put others first and not worry about my own needs, but I pray that you would do the same for our church, dear Lord, that you would help us not ever to... I fall into the trap of being a selfish church. And God, I don't think we are, and I thank you for that. But I pray that we would uh, never get lazy and never fall into that temptation that the devil would put in our path. And so we just praise you for all those who give and all those who take and all those who go, dear Lord. And I pray that whatever you call each of us to, that you would help us to clearly hear when you call us and that we would be obedient to do what you call us to do. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.